Welcome to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Today, we are in Psalm 100 as Pastor Nate recaps our Explore God series. This was a special Sunday as after the message, we were able to celebrate with eight baptisms. To watch that along with the rest of the service, please visit our website at bridgescc.org. What's going on, Bridges? How are we doing this morning? Woo! It's a, a great Sunday. We got baptisms happening at the end of the service. So I'm doing some math, and I think I got to, like, cut about half of what I was going to say. Uh, so you're going to get the express version, all the good stuff without all the garbage. Uh, if, if you are new with us, we are just so grateful you're here. Welcome. Um, you know, we, we really want to be a community that connects with each other, that supports each other. So you could fill out, um, if you scan the digital bulletin thing, the, the little QR code, you could fill out a Get Connected card, or you could do it on paper. And we'd love to just uh, follow up with you, connect with you. We even have a lunch after service. If you want to come, uh, we'd love to get to know you a little bit more. So welcome. We are wrapping up this series we've been in for the last seven weeks. For seven weeks, we've been on this series, Explore God. And for those of you who have been with us on this journey, we have asked a series of really deep and meaningful questions, haven't we? I remember last spring, um, I was at kind of a pastor's gathering, and, and somebody stood up and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about doing this, this new thing, this kind of weird thing. We're kind of unifying churches throughout the Bay Area. What if we all kind of work together and we really sought to answer these deep questions? And at the moment, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But unfortunately, like here at Bridges, we teach with all the different language fellowships. We all talk through every Sunday. We're all kind of on the same topic, the same passage of Scripture. And we had just done this like this two-day, all-day intensive planning our next calendar year. So I was like, oh, well, that's cool that you all the rest of the churches in the Bay Area, you guys are going to do this Explore God thing. But, but we kind of already have our, our plan. But as I was processing it, I, I went back and I, I the next week, I talked to our team, and I said, hey, there's this thing happening. And, and what, do you, what do you all think? And, like, you know, we're, we're six different pastors from different language fellowships. We all think a little bit different, right? So it's, it never, like, we never come to decisions super quickly. You know what I mean? It always takes a little bit of time. I see Shrikanth laughing. Yeah, he understands what I'm talking about. And, and it was like we all kind of heard it, and we're like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. And it was like one of the easier decisions we ever made. And, and I was looking at these six or the seven questions, and I, I thought, these are going to be easy questions. Like, I went to seminary. Like, I have, you know, master's degree in theology. I've asked a lot of these questions before. To be ordained as a pastor, I had to write like this gnarly 50-page paper of all of my beliefs and then sit before a council and defend my beliefs. So I was like, these seven questions, I got them. Like, we can, I can do this. This isn't going to be that challenging. And then I realized how arrogant I was. Because <laughs> every week, every Monday, I would open up these questions and go, wow, these are deep. And they're personal, right? These are not just intellectual questions. Like, you know, is God real? Does God exist? And I'm like, well, I, I believe that. I've believed that for 30 years. But why do I believe that? Do I have rationale behind my belief or do I just believe it because that's like the tradition I came up in or that's sort of what I was taught from other people or do I believe this because I, I truly believe this? So I kind of get through that week and the next week, like why does God allow pain and suffering? I'm like, dude, seriously, 
This is hard, right? So, like, I have my answers to that. I've answered that question before. But, again, do I really believe this? Like, what, what if I really went through a crisis? Like, if my world was just rocked and shattered, would I still believe that there is a God who loves me so much that would allow me to suffer, not because he wants me in pain, but because he wants to call me back to himself. And for seven weeks, we, we've gone through this journey together. And what I have found that I, I don't think I was expecting is that with each of these answers, the conviction for why I believe what I believe has grown so much deeper. I, I stand with just great hope and confidence that God exists that there is a God who is all-powerful, that created us, that created all of the universe. And not only does that God, is he so powerful that he could create all that, that he designed me intricately, that he knows me, and that he's calling me into relationship with himself. And I hope for you, you've been on a similar journey. I hope that as we've been kind of talking through these things, answering these questions, these questions haven't been discouraging for you, but in fact, they've given you hope and life. If you're somebody who is a person of faith, that you've held these convictions before, I hope they added depth and purpose and, and sort of understanding to why you believe what you believe. If you're somebody who is on a spiritual journey, I hope these questions have helped you sort of process through the Christian faith and what does it mean and, and that you've been able to see that these are not just ideas that some people have, but they come with rationale and logic and understanding. And I, I think it's been a, an amazing journey that we've been on together. And I think just from my own experience, here's, here's what I've noticed, is that the more that I've explored God, the deeper I find security in him. And from that place of security it gives me this deep sense of gratitude, right? So we're going to transition. The next couple of weeks, we're going to spend three weeks talking about what does gratitude look like and how do we as a church be grateful. And I'm so thankful to Dina De Leon. I, I sent over a bunch of like psalms on Thanksgiving, and she's a deeply grateful person. I said, hey, give us, give us some psalms that we could focus on over the next three weeks to talk about gratitude. And she gave, she picked this psalm that fits so perfect, I think, with the conclusion of this series. It's Psalms 100. And let me just read it to you. And as, as we're reading it, just um, I, I encourage you, Psalms, like these are songs. These are meant to be sung with emotion and kind of full-bodied response. So try, don't, don't just think of this intellectually, but really try to connect emotionally with what this Psalm is. So it's Psalms 100. It's, uh, I don't know why I'm showing you where it's at in my Bible. It's on a You'll have to find it in your own device or in a Bible that's next to you there. Uh, if you're looking at a paper Bible, you can probably just flop it open to the middle and you'll be somewhat in the right area, okay? All right. Give you just a second to get it. All right, it says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. We've already done a little bit of that already today, right? And then check this out. Here's the why. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his sheep. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And it goes again. It says, enter his courts or enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And then again, we have a why. For the Lord is good. 
steadfast love endures forever and is faithfulness for all generations. Have you seen the pattern here? So it's like verses one and two are like, yo, get excited, stand up, make some noise, dance around, shout. This is party music, right? This is, this would be like, I think if it was written today, it'd probably be some sort of like dance hall EDM type stuff. I don't know, probably back in the day, it wasn't that, I don't think. Um, But this is like, this is the, the psalmist David. He's writing this. He's saying, get excited. Get, get on your feet. Like, let's start moving around a little bit. And then verse 3, it says, why? Because God, the one who made us, think about this. We are his people. We are sheep in his pastures. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Then it jumps right back in. Verse 4, it's like, yo, get on your feet. Make a joyful noise. Come into his courts. Come into his gates. And you know what? You better have a song on your lips. You better be dancing around a little bit. Don't be coming wandering in here with your head all down, all sad. Like, this is a time to be excited and to celebrate. And again, verse 5 gives us a why. Why? Because God is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. This is not a short term. This is not just a kind of a one-off thing. And what I love about this, if I'm like, when I look at this, what I see is a sense of gratitude that is authentic. It's real, right? Sometimes we, we kind of force gratitude a little bit, don't we? And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you show up to Thanksgiving and you all go around and you talk about what you're grateful for and, and you're not really feeling it. Have you ever had maybe an experience like that? Not Becca. My wife is always grateful at all times. Uh, But there's a point, right? Sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling very grateful right now. I'm not feeling very thankful, but I know it'd be good for me to kind of activate some sense of thanksgiving in my life. So I need to come and be thankful. I don't think that's what this is talking about. What I think this is talking about is that authentic gratitude comes from a place of deep security. Think about that for a second. That authentic gratitude comes from a place of deep security. If you're feeling insecure, it's hard to be grateful, isn't it? I'm not saying you can't muster it up. You can't find some sense of gratitude and thanksgiving in your life. But if, if you're feeling, like imagine this. Imagine you get this great job. You're super stoked on your job, and it's like all that you dreamed of. This is the perfect job for you. So you, you go, and you're just super grateful to have this job, right? Lots of gratitude. But then you get a memo in your inbox that says, hey, uh, starting next week, we're going to lay off 50% of the workforce and we're not sure who it's going to be. We'll let you know. Okay, you're still working your job that you love, right? But you're now completely insecure in that position. Can you imagine how hard it would be to to pull up gratitude in that moment? In the same way, if we're going to come in here to church and we're going to sing these songs and we're going to talk about how great is our God and we're going to sing and we're going to dance and we're going to hold up our hands, if we're feeling insecure in our relationship with God, We might be able to muster that up. We might be able to say those words, but it's going to be hard for them to come from a place of deep, authentic gratitude. And this song, it's talking about this. It's saying, we have so much to be grateful for. What I I loved about this journey we've been on in this Explore God series is with each of these questions, I think we found a place of deep security in the answers. So does God have a purpose for our life? Yeah, it seems like they're, you know, the first question, we didn't even say, does God have a purpose? Just does life have a purpose? And we're like, yeah, there does seem to be some purpose, some sort of meaning to this life. Beyond that, 
is there a God? And yes, it seems like just from what we can see and the intricacy of creation and, and the complexity and the magnitude of everything that is around us, there is a creator who designed all of this. And we talked about the specifics of that. Could that creator be Jesus? Could God himself not only be some God that exists out there in, in sort of the the unknown, sort of the abyss. Could that God actually come and enter into relationship with us? Is it possible that we can actually know him through Jesus, through his death and resurrection? We talked about is, is the Bible, is it reliable? Like so much of what we know about who God is comes from the Bible, right? So can we even trust this, this word that we, we read every Sunday and we come in and then the last week we talked about specifically, okay, if all these things are true, can I know God personally? Like, no, no God. Like, to, to really kind of have relationship with him. And I hope, like me, that, that this drove you to a place of deeper security in your life. You said, yes, that is my experience. And I'm so grateful that, that several folks here at Bridges, for the first time, you've actually come to a place through this series where you said, no, I trust that I can know God personally. We had three people in the Mandarin Fellowship trust Jesus for the first time. We had two people in student ministries. We got any students in here? Woo -woo. Yeah, we got students with us today. Um, two students trust Jesus personally and all these different steps along this journey. And from this place, how awesome is it that we can have security? I love that Aditi was talking about when she went to the Ed Sheeran concert, right? And there's been a lot in the news about these big mega concerts that have been coming to Levi Stadium, like Taylor Swift, you know, just like going around the world. I read this week that people camped out in Argentina for like months to win a chance to get Taylor Swift tickets. Like this is insane. And I'm sure I, I'm, okay, let's be real. I, like that's, I'm like stuck in the 90s. My music tastes are way old school. So like she's not, she's not for me and that's okay. But I can imagine that showing up with 50, 60, 70,000 fans screaming and going nuts is exciting, right? That would be an amazing experience, whether it's at a, a pop music, you know, concert or whether it's a sporting event, whatever that is, that, there's something exciting about that. But there also, it, there's not a ton of depth to that, right? And we come here together, and this is no shade on you know, Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran or whatever your favorite sports team is. This is not, not to slam any of that, but to say, how much more do we have to be grateful for? Like we come here together to sing these songs, to have this great confidence that the God who created the universe knows us and loves us. That's where our stability comes from. It's not duty. It's not obligation. It's this opportunity. I love the words of this psalm, right? It says, hey, don't you know this, that the Lord, so it's this, it's this word that's talking about the person we subject our life to, that we serve, right? The kind of the relationship would be Lord subject. Now, if all we knew of God was that God was the creator of the universe, that God was the source of moral good, then we should subject our lives to serve him, right? That would be logical to do. If there is a God who created all things, that he's the source of morality, then, then it would make sense for us to subject our lives to him. But there's not a lot to celebrate in that. That doesn't make me feel good, does it? Like, you don't come here and be like, woohoo, I get to be subjected. Like, none of us think that way, 
right? That's a weird way to think. And yet, check out what the psalmist said. He says, the Lord, he is God. He created all things, and we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. I love that imagery. Like, I spend a lot of time mountain biking on the mountains around here, and there's a lot of cows up in, like on Mission Peak, right? There's just cows up there. And cows don't need a lot of help. Like, cows just do their thing. As long as there's grass to eat, they don't need humans, like, watching over them. In fact, the only time I see cowboys up on Mission Peak is once a week they come round up all the male adolescent cows so that we can have veal, right? That's, that's like what the, a cowboy does to help a cow. And every once in a while when I'm on like Pleasanton Ridge, I'll see sheep. Now, you know what the difference between sheep and cows are? I've never seen sheep without a shepherd, right? You never go up there and just see random free-range sheep. There's always, you know, might not see them right away, but there's always some vaquero, some like just tough dude sitting on a four-wheeler, like looking out over his sheep, right? Just making sure everything is cool, like making sure there's no mountain lions coming and messing with the sheep, making sure there's no mountain bikers harassing his sheep, making sure they don't wander off too far, and they've got plenty of water, and they're eating good food, and they're not getting in themselves in trouble, And that's the imagery here that the psalmist David, who in his early years was a shepherd, he's like, dude, how rad is it that the God we serve is our shepherd? He cares about us. And at the same time, he is the God who created all things. So he is powerful enough to set the world in motion. He is good enough to be the moral Um, judge of all creation, and yet he loves us so much that his grace is so astounding that his love endures for generation upon generation. How amazing is that? Like, this is not just a short-term thing. This is the grace and the love that we should wrap our lives around. So now we say, Jesus, you are Lord, and it comes from a place of intellectual just conviction, but also emotional joy. And I love in this that from this place of deep security, that the deepest place that we can find our security, I believe, is in personal relationship with God. That's why we ended that series, Can I Know God Personally? And the hope of the passage that we looked at, or the hope of that question, was that Scripture points us to a God that we can know we can be in relationship with. Now, I'm super excited. We are celebrating baptisms this morning. And baptisms are really um, this deeply expressive thing, right? When, when you come to faith in Jesus, it's very personal. Like, it's something that probably nobody around could know except for you and God. It's probably just in the, the stillness of your heart that you are connecting with God and you are trusting him. But baptisms are very public, so Jesus, he, he instituted baptisms in his own example. And so what baptisms are is baptisms are this symbolic act where we come forward once in our lifetime, once in our time of being a follower of Jesus, and we say, I want the church to know, I want my community to know what God has done in my life. Now, here's what's cool. I want to I go back and I want to read a couple of the words out of this psalm because we're about to enter into baptism with these folks who are getting baptized. So they're the ones doing, they're gonna worship God by taking this act of baptism. 
but we're going to have the band come up, and we're going to be singing, and we're going to be doing this as kind of a joint celebration. So let me give you some instructions of what this might look like, all right? Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Good news. It's got to be joyful. It doesn't have to be purdy, right? So if you can't sing very well, that's okay. You can be joyful, right? Serve the Lord with gladness. This is a time that we come and we celebrate. We're excited for what God is doing in these individual lives. Come into his presence with singing. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. So I want to pray for us right now. Pray for the folks who are getting baptized. Uh, Then I got some instructions for us. All right, so let me pray for us. God, we just pray that you bless this time of baptism that this would be a time that, that we reflect the security we have, the relationship we have in you, that we have confidence that you are God, that you love us, that you designed us, and that we are your people. Let us honor you in these actions and in our songs. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. To watch the video of our entire Sunday gathering or to find more information about us, please visit our website at bridgescc.org.